evening, the book of Haggai, just two chapters. My Bible says Haggai literally means festive. We've got four short messages to encourage the people to resume work on the temple. The people who had taken over the land of Canaan after the Jews had gone into captivity did not want to see the temple built. And although it had started to be built, they got letters sent to the powers that be and got it stopped for a portion. And God wants it built. So the building would start again. Haggai is contemporaneous with Zechariah, and we're looking at the people who had already returned back to Jerusalem from Babylon under Cyrus the Persian, and he is going to be speaking to those people. Start off in chapter 1, look at verses 1 and 2, to get the theme as given to God by God to Haggai. In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. God says otherwise. Let me just read the notes on the back of the handout that I gave you. Just summarize so I make sure we get all the points again. The Lord promised the children of Israel that if they would trust and obey him, he would be their God and dwell with them, first in the tabernacle and then in his temple. There the people would worship him, and there the Lord would meet the high priest once a year when he presented the sins of himself and of the people before the Lord for forgiveness. The Lord was displeased when his people returned from captivity and dispersal, delayed the restoration of the house of the Lord, yet were living comfortably in their own homes. God called the prophet Haggai to tell the people to bring wood and build the house. Throughout Israel's history, when the people became disobedient and refused to listen to the word of the Lord, God would often suspend his many blessings to them in order to bring them back to him. He now called them to consider your ways, obeying the voice of the, of the Lord their God, and once more fearing him, the governor and the remnant of the people resumed work on the temple. Though some felt the restored temple was nothing compared to Solomon's original building, the Lord promised the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former as his Messiah's very presence would eventually fill it. 
Israel's enemies would be overthrown and the house of David restored as Christ would reign from Zion. Let's go back to reading the book of Haggai. Long section, chapter 1, verses 3 to 11. Do I have a reader for? Yes, ma'am. Lily, you want to read nice and loud? The people first are rebuked for living in houses that were rebuilt, but the house of the Lord remained unfinished. And we mentioned in the notes that when God's people began to disobey, that God would often take away some of his blessings from the people in order to get their attention that something is different, something has changed, and that the Lord is trying to get their attention for it. For it. And we see in chapter 1, verse 6, some of the blessings that were taken away from them. They were planting their crops, verse 6, but they didn't bring in very much. They ate, but it wasn't enough to fulfill them. They drank, but they wanted more. They had clothes, but they weren't warm. They earned wages, but it was like the bag that they put their money in had holes in it. By the time they got home and the end of the week appeared, their money was gone. They were not, they were not earning enough to live on. Verse 8, God's command, go up to the mountain, bring wood, build the house. He says, he will take pleasure in it, and he will be glorified by it, saith the Lord. And more Blessings taken away in verse 9. You looked for much, but you got little. God says he blew upon what they built. And why? The Lord says, because of mine house, that is waste. Yet you run every man into his own house. God restrained the rain, verse 10, and the dew, so that the fruit would not come to ripening. He brought a drought upon the land, verse 11, that the corn, the wine, and the oil would not bring forth. All these things were to bring the people to say to themselves, there's a, there's a problem. God hasn't changed. Must be us. We need to look to ourselves, get right with him. Verses 12 to 15 of chapter 1 is a brief passage where it shows the people did respond. Who'd like to read that for us? 12 to 15. Brother Dave? All right. What a blessing to read this little section in the midst of all the things that are in these books of prophecy that generally show the people were not doing right. Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah at the time, Joshua, the high priest, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God, important number one, and the words of Haggai the prophet, because his words were God's words, so that was good, two goods there. And the Lord promises 
that as the people fear him now, that he would be with them. Verse 13, I am with you, saith the Lord. And the people started work on the house, verse 14, and the date is given in verse 15. Skip in your Bibles back to the book of Ezra, right before Psalms. There's a reference there I wanted you to make sure you see. Ezra chapter 5, Ezra, Nehemiah, Job, Psalms, Ezra 5. How all of God's word ties together. Ezra chapter 5, we're going to look at verses 1 and 2. Verse 1 says, Then the prophets, Haggai the prophet, and Zechariah the son of Ido, prophesied unto the Jews that were in Judah and Jerusalem, in the name of the God of Israel, even unto them. Then rose up Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Jazadak, and began to build the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. And with them were the prophets of God, helping them. So all the people, and it looks like Haggai and Zechariah too, all joined in, in starting the work on God's temple again. Go back to the book of Haggai. Chapter 2, we'll look at the next section of why the people weren't ready to build God's temple, even though God says, yes, it is time. Chapter 2, verses 1 to 9. Do I have a reader for that? 2, 1 to 9. Thank you. Chapter 2, verses 1 to 9, we see a concern. The house of the Lord that Solomon built with the help of David, his father, was done in beautiful manner. Uh, everything was top shelf, gold, overlaid much of it. Everything was just beautiful take your breath away, beautiful. As the people of the Lord came back to Jerusalem after 70 years in captivity, they came to a pile of rocks, basically. The temple had been destroyed, burned. Uh, all the good stuff had been taken away. So what they now had in rebuilding the temple, although it was functional, might have been close to the same dimensions, it would not have that same knock your breath away look as they came to worship the Lord. Uh, the goal that would have lined the inside of the temple rooms had been scraped away, so it was probably just bare rock at this point. Maybe all the rocks weren't put together, the stones weren't put together exactly the way they were before, so you'd have little bulges at places and indentations in other places but it was still God's temple. And God tells them here in chapter two, although some of you are upset that this does not look the way it used to, 
it's still my house and it will be filled with glory, verse seven, end of verse seven. What is in God's house belongs to the Lord. He has consecrated his house to himself. And then verse nine of chapter two, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. What we're looking at now in that verse is looking a bit to the future of what this house is really there for. We talked about the tabernacle and the original temple. These were dwelling places for God. God promised as part of the covenant relationship that he made with his people that his eyes, his presence would always be on his house. When you came to the temple to bring your prayers and the high priest and the priest would bring your sacrifice to the Lord, God was there to receive them. The presence of God in his house is back. And looking to the future, it'll be a glorious presence. Why is it gonna be better in the future than it is in the past? His Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, will be there. His presence will make it even more special. He is what the temple is all about. We worship the Lord God, not the building. We worship his beauty, not the beauty of the temple. And God is promising that although physically it may not look as good, it will be glorious in the future when Jesus Christ, God's only son, the savior of the world is there in presence, there to be worshiped. So something really great for his people to look forward to. Let's go a little farther. Uh, verses 10 to 19, moving along a little bit here. Chapter two, verse 10. In the four and 20th day of the ninth month, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet saying, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Ask now the priests concerning the law, saying, If one bear holy flesh in the skirt of his garment, and with his skirt do touch bread or pottage or wine or oil or any meat, shall it be holy? And the priests answered and said, No. Then said Haggai, If one that is unclean by a dead body touch any of these, shall it be unclean? And the priests answered and said, It shall be unclean. Then answered Haggai and said, so is this people and so is this nation before me, saith the Lord. And so is every work of their hands and that which they offer there is unclean. And now I pray you, consider from this day and upward from before a stone was laid upon a stone in the temple of the Lord. Since those days were when one came to an heap of 20 measures, there were but 10. When one came to the press fat for to draw out 50 vessels out of the press, there were but 20. I smote you with blasting and with mildew and with hail in all the labors of your hands. Yet ye turned not to me, saith the Lord. Consider now from this day and upward from the four and twentieth day of the ninth month, 
even from the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider it. Is the seed yet in the barn? Yea, as yet the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree hath not brought forth. From this day will I bless you. The people had their temple, but they were not being proper. The priests had their temple to serve in. They were not being proper. The Lord uses the word unclean. God demands that we become clean before we come into his presence. And when the people were not being clean, i.e. they were not doing the law properly, they were not doing the uh, temple uh, uh, details properly, they had wrong things in their heart. Maybe some of them were still worshiping the idols. All these things made them unclean. The Lord says, that's not acceptable. You need to get yourself right. You need to repent of what you are and what you're doing and get right. I promised you as part, my part of the covenant that I will be there for you to worship. I expect you to get yourselves right and then I will be there in the temple for you to come to, to worship. And finally, we get down to the final section, chapter 2, verses 20 to 23. And this is, again, we're looking to the future. Do I have a reader for the? All right. One of the big problems that God's people had, they've got the city of Jerusalem, they've got the country of Judah back, they've got their temple, they've got God's presence, but they still have the nations around them. And the nations around them do not like them there. They want them gone. All their history, it was one struggle after another as this nation on the one side, the nations from the north, the nations from the east, the nations from the south, were all coming through into Jerusalem, trying to destroy it and get the Jews out. God promises in verse 22 of chapter two, the time will come when he's gonna overthrow the throne of these kingdoms, will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the heathen. So that will be taken away. There won't be that problem anymore as the people go to worship. People will be in peace and they will have God to worship. Verse 23, we're looking at the governor. Again, his name is Zerubbabel. He's the governor at this time. But when it talks about making thee as a signet, for I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of hosts, what we're really showing is from his line, someone even greater will come. And that is Jesus Christ the Messiah himself, and God will bless his people, not only with the land and with peace, but again with his son. And this is something that we'll have to look forward to as well, as Jerusalem is still not where it needs to be, but it will be, and the nations around Jerusalem are not what they will or should be, but they will be, and the Lord Jesus Christ will come and reign in his land. Any thoughts or questions on the book of Haggai? Everyone good? Got your notes? Go back to the book of Ezra in your own time. Look through that section and give you some more information about 
what we're talking about here, the time frame. Two more minor prophets. The next one is the major minor prophet, the book of Zechariah. We'll try to go through that next week, Lord willing. Thank you.